So we're continuing to explore some Celtic Christian practices and some Celtic Christian saints to go along with our discipleship series. This past Sunday, we talked about Jesus' great commission to us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe everything that Jesus has taught us to do. So the practice that we're talking about this week is called Peregrinatio, and the Celtic saint is called St. Columcell, who's also known as St. Columba. Now, I know him better by that name than St. Columcell or Columcell. I do not have a Celtic pronunciation to my voice, but along with St. Patrick and and St. Bridget, St. Columba is one of the three patron saints of Ireland, so we're going to explore him a little bit. The, the Great Commission of Matthew chapter 28 says, go and make disciples. And very often we have interpreted this to mean plan a mission trip, go over there somewhere. But if we look at the original language, Jesus is really saying, as you go through your life, think about how you are representing the kingdom of God. Second Corinthians tells us that we are ambassadors for Christ. The Bible tells us that God is making his argument through us now. Everything we do, whether we are at work or school or shopping or on vacation during our times of recreation, as well as our times of worship, we are saying something about who Jesus Christ is, about who God is to us and for us, and about what it would be like to live in the reign of God. If this world were operated the way God wanted it to be, what would it look like? That is to be the reign of God. And so that's what we're involved in showing people as we are Christians in this world. The practice of peregrinatio means wandering, holy wandering there. When we talk about peregrinatio as a holy wandering, In this way, God becomes both the destination and the way, becomes where we are going as well as the way in which we are making the journey. God becomes both our companion and the guiding force of our journey. So there's this idea that we go on a holy wandering for God. Other countries have this kind of practice. In Australia, they have the the idea of going on walkabout. And for many of them in the European areas, particularly in the Celtic areas, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, this idea of pilgrimage, of a journey going somewhere to discover something along the way, as well as at the destination. The goal of holy wandering is to find your place of resurrection. Now, what the place of resurrection means is that when we come into Christ, we have been crucified with Christ and we are raised to walk in a new way of life, a life that is now Holy Spirit controlled, a life that is following Jesus in all of our ways and the place where all of our gifts, all of the things that God created us to be, all the giftings that the Holy Spirit has given us, the place where we can use those to the fullest is called our place of resurrection. When we find our career, when we find our life partner, when we find our um, location, the area of the world in which we want to live. If we really think about it, wandering, exploring, journeying are something that have been happening 
throughout our lives. Even a newborn baby is already exploring its world. Even though the child can't move very much, they bring things to them. They put their fingers and their toes in their mouth. Everything, once they learn to pick stuff up, they have to check it out. They have to explore it. They have to wander around it and see what it's like. The moment a child can move, they crawl or scoot or walk, and they are constantly on a journey, wandering into another room and into the next new adventure to discover things. In high school and college, we are exploring what we want our vocation to be. We explore relationships as we discover who we want to spend our lives with. We travel to explore other areas of the world and broaden our horizons. So wandering is an enormous part of our lives, and we must never quit wandering, exploring, discovering, noticing, looking, and learning. Wandering is a place of discovery. It means learning something new. And very often we have to get out of our comfort zone. One of the things that happens as we get older is we can become very settled. We want to settle in, not do things new. We want things to stay the same. But life is a journey. It's about wandering into new places. And very often we have to get away from what is comfortable We have to get out of the box in order to discover something new. When Jesus gave us the Great Commission to go make disciples, I don't think he was talking about just plan an annual mission trip or annual mission emphasis or missions week, that he truly did mean everywhere we go. But as we make this journey with Christ, we can sometimes find that getting out of our normal routine and away from our normal area can help us to do that. We may not be brave enough to talk with our coworkers, our neighbors, or our classmates about our faith, but on a mission trip where nobody else knows us, we can try something new. We can try speaking to someone. We can try doing something that we hadn't tried before. This is also why I believe spiritual retreats can be such a powerful experience. We leave the known and the regular, and we have to be vulnerable to get into the unknown. That discomfort that comes with getting out of our comfort zone, the strangeness from being in an unfamiliar environment or having an unfamiliar pace and routine to our lives on a retreat can be exactly what we need to develop a new spiritual awareness. We put ourselves in a place of vulnerability so that we become more dependent on God, better able to listen, to hear, and to follow the leading of God. St. Columcell was one of those who experienced this in his life. He was from a royal family, but he renounced his royal title and went into the life of the church, and he founded a number of monasteries, including the ones at Derry, Duro, Kells, and Buren. He was a poet and an artist. As a matter of fact, if you're familiar with the Book of Kells, we believe he might have done some of the work, um, the beautiful artistic lettering that we find in the Book of Kells. But he felt called of God to leave Ireland, to wander, to release everything he knew as familiar, and to engage in radical dependency on God. He did this, and he wandered from Ireland to Scotland and settled at Iona 
in Scotland. And that became a center for the Celtic expression of Christianity. And it has remained so even to this day. It became a heart center for people discovering God through nature, through very participatory acts, through engaging God in their lives. It's no wonder to me that he was one of the three patron saints of Ireland. Many of the biblical characters were also called to wander. Um, If you remember Abraham, he was called to go from the place he was. He was called away to walk with God and given a promise, but he wasn't told all the details. At 75 years of age, God says, I'm going to make a nation of you and I need you to come away from here. This was something Abraham had already experienced. His father, Haran, um, had actually set out on a journey for Canaan before and then had stopped and not gone all the way there. Now, Abraham feels called to continue that journey. He journeys in a lot of ways. At one point, he and his nephew Lot have to wander in different directions because their tribes and their herds had become too large to stay together and there to be enough resources for everyone. He wandered for a long time, 24 years actually. Finally, at age 99, the covenant that God made with him is reaffirmed, and he's given this glimpse of the promised land and what God has promised to them. The same thing is true about Moses. Moses was called to wander. Not only was he plucked out of the river and put wandering among the ruling class of Egypt as a Hebrew child being raised by Pharaoh's daughter. But then he was called to wander after he'd made a mistake and had to flee. But God called him to go back and lead the people of Israel who also wandered for 40 years in the desert before coming into the promised land. Ruth wanders away from her home nation of Moab to go to Israel and wander in a new place after she has been widowed with a people who were not her own. Jesus' disciples were called to wander, to leave their vocations, their homes, their families, and literally engage in this journey of wandering with Jesus as he taught the people. This is the same call that we receive to go on a journey with Jesus. To become a disciple is not to sign a commitment, to join a club, to purchase a fire insurance policy for the afterlife. To follow Jesus is to follow Jesus with our lives, to engage in a holy wandering and see where God would have us to go. So how do you engage in peregrinatio in your own life or holy wandering? It would be to stop and ask yourself, where are your daily wanderings taking you? Where in the world do you go? To work, to neighborhoods, to schools, to businesses? What are your daily patterns of life? And how could you shake those up just a little bit? I want to invite you to go on two holy journeys this week. One is a holy journey with God to get out and wander in creation, in nature. When you wander in that way, you are wandering primarily to journey with God and to hear God speak to you. But then I also want you to let the Holy Spirit, perhaps during that time of wandering, lead you to where else you can wander a place where you might encounter people, 
Instead of just going to the store to buy what you need, wander up and down the aisles. Instead of just going to the one business in a shopping center, wander around and see what you notice about people, about how they look, where they're going. Do they look stressed? Who seems upset? Go to a park and wander around while children play on the playground and sports teams play on the fields. And notice, you just might get the opportunity to wander into somebody else's life and be a blessing to them with a kind word, with a smile, with helping them. Aimless moving is anything but aimless. When we take our own sense of direction out and let God direct us, what we called aimless becomes incredibly purposeful. Get out and wander around with God. Pay attention to the world and offer yourself to the world as you wander with God.